word. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? I don't know who she is. Why is she in my ear? Why is she in my face? Uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show. Hello, line 8877. Um, I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting, LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like um, getting your articles of incorporation with the state, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have um, contracts and uh, for clients and partners, um, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas, and uh, hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination, okay? These are um, just some of the things I can help you with. I help you with a lot more. Um, if you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. have been one for uh, 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas and if you're going to be successful there are just some things that you need to know there's no way around it okay so that's why I'm here to help you (laughs) Um, uh, I'll answer your question in a moment so that's why I'm here to help you get through this business formation process okay Um, so if you are in the startup phase of your business or if you've been in business for a little while or even if you've been in business for a long while but you just haven't gotten your paperwork game together um, I'm the person you want to call. You want to go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Um, there you can book a free 15 minute consultation with me if you are a first time client. Um, I'm going to put this in the box in, uh, on StreamYard. Um, it, my fingers are too stubby to do it for uh, this tablet. So. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's the link in my bio. Okay. But yes, go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. You can book a free 15 minute consultation. You can also, um, download the free biz launch cheat sheet at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay. That is, um, basically a, a checklist for you to, um, to, to know, okay, what do I need to do next to make sure that my business is legitimate, all right? Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can uh, access many of my digital products. So this month we are focusing on um, store policies and insurance. Uh, you can pick up my policies every craft store owner needs um, uh, right now uh, at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. It's the first button. Um and uh, what else? Linktree forward slash, and thank you for putting that up there, um, Celeste. Uh, and Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can, um, excuse me, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, getting your show merch. So we have a lot of dedicated viewers to the show. So if you want to support the show, we have mugs, we have t-shirts. They come in three colors, black, white, and navy blue. Um uh, you know, so support your girl. All right. Uh, but yeah, so that is, uh, what I do now let's get to why I'm here and Shogun Assassin, 
um, that leads me to your question. You're asking, can I help you patent a logo and a name? And you're actually looking for a trademark, okay? A trademark protects your business name, your logo, things like that. A patent is when you invent something like a machine or you have a, a, a new way of doing something, okay? But yes, I can definitely help you trademark your logo and name, all right? Uh, oh, Celeste, you're so sweet. Thank you for putting those links in there, okay? Uh, now, hello, sweet Mimi's goodie basket. Uh, so now on to the show and why we're here. So here is how the show works. I see that we have a lot of uh, new names in here. Hey, y'all. Uh, so here's how the show works. I pull stories from the news, stories from blog posts, stories that you guys send to me, anywhere that I find inspiration and a story that has a lesson that we can learn as business owners. And I bring it here and we discuss it. Okay. So this is a time for you to ask your questions, for you to give your comments, to be involved um, in the conversation. All right. So don't be shy as long as it's respectful, please, you know, join in. It's, it's more fun. Just think about, you know, when you were in class in school, was it more fun when the teacher was just talking to you for 45 minutes or when you guys were having an engaging discussion? So that's why I like for you guys to get involved. I will be asking you to um, give me some emojis and things like that in the comment box. So as long as you are not driving, <laughs> uh, you know, please, um, you know, if I ask you to give me an emoji, let me, give me the emoji so I know that you're here with me. All right. Okay. So now that we know the ground rules, let me see what time is it? Yes. Okay. So it is time to get the show started. All right. Before we even go to our stories, we're doing our NPL nugget. What is an NPL nugget? NPL nugget is a quick, uh, um, business or legal concept that I teach to you in a couple of minutes at the top of the show. Like I said, we are talking about store policies and insurance this month for the first couple of weeks. We're going to be doing store policies. A lot of you guys who follow me, you are amazing creators. You make tons of beautiful things, right? Um, and people want to purchase from you or, uh, but you also want to teach your customers how to shop with you, how to do business with you. Right. And that starts with letting your customers know your clients know what are your policies as a business owner. So one of the very first things that you are going to, um, want to let your clients know is what are your payment options? Uh, if you guys uh, didn't see my post today, payment plans are, you know, the newest thing. It's not new. Cause I remember back in the day when, you know, we was doing layaway at the store, but layaway has come back. Um, and you know, payment, payment plans are all the rage now, right? But every payment plan is different. So you, as the person who is doing the work, you need to let your client know what is your payment plan? How much of the deposit is due? When is the final payment due? Uh, you know, how many installments are there? How do, how are you going to receive payment? What happens if payment isn't received? Are there any refunds, right? Right, Celeste. So you really want to make sure that you are clear with your client, your clients about what your policies are. And if you need help with that, I have um, an ebook that I wrote that gives you a bunch of templates um, for for your stores. It's called Policies Every Craft Owner Should Have. Policies Every Craft Owner Needs. Craft Store Owner Needs. Um, so you can go pick it up at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Okay. All right, so we're past the NPL nugget. Let's get to the show, all right? 
Okay, first um, story. This is important for you guys, you, you people who make things as well. Um, if you have ever heard of the company called Red Bubble, Red Bubble, give me that red circle emoji. If you have ever heard of Red, or just give me a, a red emoji, some type of red emoji. If you've ever heard of Red Bubble, give me some type of red emoji, okay? Um, now, for those of you who may not know, Redbubble is basically another, um, you know, a, a rival to Etsy. They're based in Australia, and they are a platform where people can come and sell their things that they make, stickers, t-shirts, everything like that. Um, now, uh, I don't know um, if you guys know this, but Etsy um, and, and websites like Etsy, they have to be very careful, right? Um, and we're going to explain why. So Redbubble was sued by Atari recently, um, because, uh, you know, some of the people who use the Redbubble platform were selling t-shirts with Atari logos. Hey, Margaret, um, uh, with Atari logos, with, uh, you know, their games and things like that on the site and Atari, you know, they did not they did not license out their logo. They did not give these people permission to use their logo for their objects or, you know, the things that they were making. And Atari got upset. So they sued Redbubble and said uh, for trademark infringement and said, this is your fault. It's your fault that people are on your site selling um, counterfeit Atari goods. So they went to court. And, um, now my new watchers, you may not know what the, uh, what the, um, outcome would be, but if you are a veteran watcher, Margaret, you got to hold it down for the crew. What do you think happened when, uh, when, when, uh, Atari told the court, Hey, Redbubble is at fault. It's their fault that people are selling, you know, counterfeit Atari items, on their site. Do you think the judge said, you know what, Atari, you're right? Or did they say, hold up, hold up, hold up? What do you guys think? And even if you're not a regular watcher, let me know what you think. What do you think the judge said? Okay. Um, Margaret, your answer should come in quicker today uh, because I'm on a different platform. It's faster. I'm very excited about this. Um, yes. But what do you think the judge said when Atari was like, hey, judge, uh, Redbubble, is, is assisting people in violating our trademarks. You should punish them. Um, I'm going to give y'all a couple more seconds because we have people in podcast land. We don't want to um, keep them waiting. Celeste said, I feel like they would say, hold up, hold up. Yes, Margaret said, hey, hi, hold up, Atari. Exactly, right? The judge said, look, Redbubble, they're just an intermediary, right? They're not doing anything. They're not selling anything. They're just like, hey, you know, uh, we're providing you a place to reach um, to, to reach your customers. They don't advertise the products. They don't sell the products themselves. So the judge said, no, they're, they're, Redbubble is not at fault here. What they can do is take down these, uh, you know, these counterfeit goods off the site. But they are not at fault. Um, you're right, sweet, sweet Mimi's. Um, they're not at fault, right? So this is, um, why I don't know if any of you guys have Etsy stores, right? 
This is why stores get shut down on Etsy so quickly. Etsy doesn't want these problems, neither does Redbubble. That's why if Etsy ever gets a copyright infringement claim against an Etsy store, they don't ask no questions. They just shut you down, right? Um, because they don't want to be seen as promoting uh, intellectual property infringement. Uh, so uh, Redbubble, they won this one. Atari is, you know, I'm sure they're a little butthurt, but I'm sure Redbubble has taken down the offending, um, the offending items that were being sold. Uh, but this is just something that you guys need to keep in mind, especially if you are a creative and you are selling your stuff online. Please do not use, uh, you know, branded items that you don't have permission to use. A lot of these companies require you to get a license to sell stuff with their logos on it, okay? Um, and you don't want to be getting cease and desist or being sued by companies. Um, there was a guy in Australia, we covered this story a couple of years ago, he was, he was selling shoes that he was calling Uggs, and the company that owns the Uggs trademark, they sued him. This is just one guy, and he owes uh, the Uggs company half a million dollars right now. He's still trying to figure out how to pay it. Um, but yes, so please don't uh, sell counterfeit items on these platforms. They will shut you down, okay? All right. Um, <laughs> moving on to our next story of the evening. If you like cruises, or if you have ever taken a cruise, please give me uh, some type of boat emoji. If you have ever been on some type of cruise, uh, you know, whether it be for a day or for a few days, please give me a boat emoji. I've been on day cruises. I've never been on a, on a, like a multi-day cruise that's never been appealing to me. Um, I don't, I, look, I, I like my feet on the ground and I don't like being confined. <laughs> Celeste has been on a cruise. Okay. Um, if you have been on a Royal Caribbean cruise, give me an R. Okay. Um, if you have been on a Royal Caribbean cruise, give me an R. And if you have been on any type of cruise at all, just give me a boat. All right. Um, Royal Caribbean, they're one of the most famous, you know, cruise companies out here in the game. Um, and you would think that Royal Caribbean would have all their, you know, ducks in a row when it comes to intellectual property. They've been in the, in the cruise game for such a long while. They have such a big name, right? Did y'all know that Royal Caribbean only, never Massey, never Margaret, okay. Royal Caribbean only just now filed trademarks for their business names. Can you believe that for the things that they use? So now, not necessarily, um, so here's the thing. In, uh, in the last few months, Royal Caribbean has filed trademarks for RCTV, which is like the closed circuit television that you would watch on their ship, for Cruise Compass, which is the newspaper that they distribute um, on the ship. Yeah, wow, Celeste. Um, the, uh, for RCG, which is the abbreviation for Royal Caribbean Group, uh, for Royal Caribbean Group, period, which is the company that owns the, the cruise uh, company, and for the logo, right? Think about that. How, like, I've known Royal Caribbean since I was a child. How did you not have this trademark already? But it's also, um, it also ma makes me raise my eyebrow because Royal Caribbean is always filing trademarks for stuff that they say they're gonna do, 
right? So they had filed a trademark during the quarantine um, for, you know, Royal Caribbean branded face masks, um, for like these bracelets that they were going to get. So they're always filing stuff for things that they're going to do. Hey, Cynthia 39, but not, but they didn't have anything secured for what they have now. Um, awesome. Nobody said, is it for a digital product like F NFT? Um, awesome. Nobody. I have no idea what an NFT is. I keep seeing all this stuff about it. And I don't understand it, so I do not feel comfortable speaking on it. Um, so if somebody want to explain NFTs to me someday, please let me know. I'm trying to wave to you since you're 39, but th this tablet is, is very difficult. Okay? But yes, so Royal Caribbean, I just, I, this just blew my mind. They are only just now. Yes, Margaret, they are really slackers. They're only just now trademarking their, the, the stuff that they use like on a regular basis. That's crazy. Now, they could probably get away with it because they're Royal Caribbean. But how many stories have we covered of businesses that have been, been around for 10, 12 years and because they did not bother to secure their trademarks, they had to change their entire business name, their marketing materials, all of that, right? Um, Royal Caribbean was, you know, they're lucky. They're kind of a unique, uh, a unique person. No, no self-respecting person at the USPTO was going to, was going to, um, you know, approve a Royal Caribbean trademark to someone who was not involved with the company. Um, but it's, uh, but I just thought that it was so strange. Hold on a second. Celeste said NFT stands for non-fungible token, which means it can neither be replaced nor interchanged because it has unique properties. Features, digital asset. It's a digital asset that represents internet collectible. I still don't understand. I still do not understand what that means, girl. I need somebody to break it down for me. But thank you so much for, for looking that up. That's that. All of this is like Chinese to me. <laughs> But maybe, maybe we'll do, um, an episode specifically for NFTs and see what the, uh, implications for intellectual property are. I think that would be interesting. Okay. But yeah, so Royal Caribbean, get your act together, girl. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, you, you did more than I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, so before we move on to our next stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where um, I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business, I would love to help you on this entrepreneurial journey getting started. So please reach out to me. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Uh, you can book yourself a free 15-minute consultation. Um, if you are a first-time client, if you're not a first-time client, you can always do a Talk to Me Tuesday where you get talk, um, 25 minutes for $25. So, um, yeah, come hang out with your girl. Let's get your business life together so you can get out here and get these coins, all right? Okay, um, moving on to our next story of the evening. Hold on, before we do that, since the internet said, yeah, NFTs don't make sense to me either. Look, I read out the whole definition and I still don't know. I'm going to have to really sit and like... That, that, like, this definition reminds me of law school. Like, when I started law school, I kid you not, I would have my textbook and I had a, a dictionary sitting right next to me because I didn't understand half the words that, that, that were going on in the book. So I think that's what I'm going to have to do with NFTs. Um, okay, moving on to our next story. Uh, if you have ever had a Mountain Dew drink, if you have ever had 
Mountain Dew. Give me an MD in the comments. MD for Merlin, where I live. Um, if you've ever had Mountain Dew, give me an MD in the drinks. Okay? I mean, give me an MD in the comments. MD in the drinks. <laughs> I used to love Mountain Dew. And now as an adult, I'm like, ooh, girl, you were drinking poison. Um, thank you, Celeste. Thank you. Um, did you guys know that Mountain Dew has an energy drink? If you knew Mountain Dew had it has an energy drink, please give me a thumbs up emoji. Um, thank you, Margaret, for the MD. Um, if you knew that Mountain Dew has an energy drink, give me a thumbs up. If you didn't, give me a thumbs down. Okay. Um, so, like I said, uh, Mountain Dew they're owned by Pepsi, um, and Pepsi decided, you know, we're gonna get into the energy drink game, although I feel like Pepsi has other energy drinks. Anyway, um, and they decided to make a Mountain Dew energy drink, and they were calling it Rise Energy, okay? You know, rise and shine, whatever, right? Here's the problem. There is a company called Rise Brewing. They sell canned coffee drinks, right? Um, and they're, they're a very small company. They don't have nearly the, the reach that Pepsi does or Mountain Dew does, and they filed a trademark infringement suit against Mountain Dew. They said, look, you are basically threatening our existence. Pepsi has deep pockets, deeper than ours, and they are a well-known brand. If they are allowed to go through with this Mountain Dew energy drink, they could basically put us out of business. While some, while people know about our coffee drinks, we're not as big as Pepsi. So we're asking you, judge, please, or we're asking you, um, USPTO, please do not, uh, oh, no, it was the judge. They went to the judge. Please don't approve this. This is, this is going to really threaten our livelihood, right? Um, and they didn't just go to the judge and say this might happen. They came to them with proof. They took surveys. They um, provided visuals of the drinks. And uh, the judge agreed with them. They said, look, Pepsi, I don't care how big you are. You're not, like, not going to come here and bully this small coffee company and try and bogart their trademark and, you know, and bogart their place in the marketplace. Now, Mountain Dew, they were basically like, well, we're doing an energy drink. They do coffee drinks, so it's different. Right? Um, and, you know, while I understand that it is the job of your attorneys to defend you zealously, energy drinks and coffee drinks, especially canned coffee drinks, are often found um, close to each other, right? So there is a very high likelihood of confusion if you have Rise Energy Drink and then the Rise Brewing Company canned coffee drinks, right? And because Rise Energy Drink is owned by Pepsi that has such deep pockets, it would be very easy for Pepsi to basically go on a marketing, uh, you know, a marketing spree and knock the competition out. So the judge um, basically said, uh, Pepsi, I'm sorry, girl, you cannot do this, 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 uh, this coffee company, you know, you, um, you got to change your name. This is the power of trademarks, guys. 
This company is much smaller than Pepsi. They probably don't have a quarter of their revenue. But because they took the time to protect their intellectual property, they were able to take down Pepsi and get their trademark, you know, to stand out. So I don't care how small you are or, you know, if you feel like, you're not big enough. These big companies are out here looking to steal from smaller companies, hoping that you don't know the power of your of intellectual property. So this is why I always tell you guys, protect early. If you're really serious about your brand, you need to protect your stuff, especially you creatives out here. You don't want people stealing your ideas, especially like how many times have we heard of small businesses, small designers getting hijacked by Bigger ones. Um, when Kanye was doing his Donda tour, there was someone who was um, saying that he stole the designs for the, the Donda merch, you know, from them. So this is why it's important for you to protect your intellectual property early and often. All right. Um, yes. And shame on Pepsi. Y'all should have known better. Um, okay. Okay. Next story that we are talking about. Okay. I should see all the Z's in the comment box. If you have ever used Zoom, give me a Z in the comment box. If you have ever used Zoom, give me a Z in the comment box. And I know that each one of y'all has used Zoom at least one time during this panorama. Okay. Um... Okay, now we all know, thank you, Celeste, we all know that Zoom is a, thank, uh, Margaret, you gave me an S. <laughs> it's okay, I understand what you're trying to do. Um, thank you. We all know that Zoom, they are a, a video chatting, or video conference service. You know, we were all on Zoom at the beginning of quarantine, trying to stay close to people, trying to have meetings and things like that, right? Zoom stock went up. Zoom is Zoom was like, oh my God, they are in there. They made all this money. But Zoom didn't have their name trademarked. Or at least they tried, but it was already owned. So, you know, once Zoom um, really started popping off, they, um, they tried to file a trademark for Zoom, for their video chatting service. Of course, you're going to do that, right? But the word Zoom was already trademarked for a telecommunications company. Uh, this company called Zoom Telephonics, which um, was based in New Hampshire, uh, they had changed their name to Minim some time ago, right? Um, and then uh, when they changed their name to Minim, Zoom uh, basically tried to apply for the Zoom trademark. Um, and then, um, uh, so, okay, so we're going to call them Minim and we're going to call them Zoom, Okay. Minim is the small company. Zoom is the Zoom that we know. So Minim had changed their name from Zoom. Zoom tried to file for the trademark Zoom, but Minim still had that trademark. Even if you change your business name, if you have secured a trademark, you are still the owner of it as long as you have, you know, some legitimate use for it. So when Zoom came by... Um, for the TV show? No, not the TV show, the video conferencing service. Um, okay. So, uh, when Minim said, hold up, hold up, hold up, we're still using Zoom, Zoom tried to get their trademark canceled. 
Um, but then Minim said, look, we may have changed our name, but we only changed our name to Minim to, um, to identify our software. We are still using Zoom to identify our hardware, meaning the, the, um, the physical products that they produced, right? So they're like, we are still actively using this trademark. But here's the thing. Um, this company, Zoom Telephonics or Minim, they were in financial trouble. They had, um, the, the prior, prior to this whole thing with Zoom, they had, uh, been in the negative. They were like a, about 300K in the hole, right? Um, but because Zoom conferencing service really wanted this trademark, they made a deal. And Minim sold the Zoom trademark to the Zoom that we know today. So how much do you think Minim got for the Zoom trademark? What do you think the um what do you think Zoom paid Minim to own the Zoom trademark? How much do you think they got? Remember, Minim was 300k in the hole. How much do you think they got for the Zoom trademark? Mm -hmm. What you think they got? What you think they got? Mm. What you think they got? What you think they got? One million? Nope. A little more than that. Awesome. Nobody. A little more than that. Um, <clears throat> let me give y'all one more guess. Uh, it's me. Celeste said 500,000. No, they actually got $4 million from zoom. Zoom paid $4 million for the zoom trademark. Okay. So when we talk about a come up, intellectual property can be a come up. Okay. So, um, Margaret said 3 million It's five, it's 4 million girl. You were just one off. Um, is there still a lag on Facebook? Uh, yes. But, um, so now Minim, they are, you know, in the red, they are, they are positive. They don't have no more debt, you know, and, and zoom gets to, uh, gets to keep the, uh, the, um, the name zoom sincere 39 said, I thought it would have been more, um, I don't know what Zoom is is worth revenue wise, um, but you know that that may have that may have been what the heck um, that may have been um, you know uh, a good deal for for this company, especially this is a small company to go from being three hundred k in debt to coming up on four million dollars. That's a big come up and it's a small company. It's not like it's a big conglomerate, you know? So this is why, again, intellectual property is very lucrative, guys. Okay. Even if you don't plan on keeping it, like I'm sure they had, they planned to do something with it. They were going to, you know, use it for hardware, but they looked at the situation. They're like, is it, you know, what's more important to us getting out of debt or keeping this name? And they were like, we want to get out of debt. So. The, um, so this trademark zoom, which they probably at most paid $2,000 for netted them $4 million guys. That is a big come up because of a trademark. So again, this is the power. Um, since it, and I said, but everyone uses zoom, everyone uses zoom, but not everybody has a, has a paid zoom account. I don't, I use free conference call. Um, <clears throat> zoom does have paid accounts, but they also have a free one. Okay. And not everyone is, is willing to pay for the monthly service. You may not use it regularly enough to need that. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you know, congratulations to Minim and Zoom. All right. 
And then moving on to our final story of the evening. <clears throat> As you can see, tonight's uh tonight's um title is Zucks Got It, okay? Um now we all know, we've all seen in the news the thing with Facebook now known as Meta. Um the Facebook the the overall company, the big conglomerate, they have changed their name to Meta. Um and you know apparently they're coming out with some type of VR universe i don't know whatever it's um right it's some stuff uh i don't know what the metaverse is going to be i i think i might be too old to learn but you know have fun kids right um but facebook changed their name to meta and then of course they tried to file a trademark for the name meta um but the name Meta is already trademarked by a company called Meta PC. Okay. Um, yeah, since 39, they, uh, they, they changed their name. Um, now Facebook, the app, it's still known as Facebook, but the company that owns Facebook is no longer called Facebook. It's called Meta now. All right. So Meta, um, th they wanted the trademark for their name. And they found out that another company owns the trademark for Meta. And that company is also involved in, you know, um, computers and hardware and things like that, which is something that I'm sure Meta is going to get into. And uh, now, mind you, this company, Meta, they're called Meta PC. They started their business in um, November of 2021. But they filed the trademark for their name in August of 2021, okay? So they filed the trademark for Meta in August 2021. Facebook filed the trademark for Meta, hey, oh, hello, gorgeous, um, in October 2021. Now, we know from this show that uh, when it comes to trademarks, it's always first in time, or usually it's first in time. Whoever files first for the trademark they get it, right? Now, Meta PC, they only filed a couple of months before Facebook, but they still filed first, right? So they have, uh, they're kind of like first in line for this. And they are, um, and, and they're, they're basically trying to come up. Um, Cynthia 39 said like Google and Alphabet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Cynthia 39, exactly like Google and Alphabet. The, the, the parent company used to be Google, and then it was, you know, Google products, but now the parent company is Alphabet. Same thing with Facebook. The parent company is now Meta, and then they have their products. But going back to this, um, Meta, so Meta PC, you know, they're no fool. Um, they know that Facebook has got deep pockets, and they said, okay, Facebook, you want the Meta trademark? Give us $20 million. Meta PC is asking for $20 million to give up their trademark application for the name Meta. So I want to know from you guys, um, since then I said better invest in some stocks soon, right? So I want to know from you guys, do you think that that is a reasonable request from, Met, from uh, Meta PC? $20 million. Do you think that, you know... Is is that um, is that a reasonable um, price for them, or are they just trying to be greedy? Now, um, hello, King Tuan the Eighth. Um, 
Now, moving um, b- before you give me that answer, keep in mind, Meta or Facebook, as it used to be known as a whole, is worth. Uh, I looked this up today. It's worth nine hundred forty-eight point nine four billion dollars. So Facebook or Meta, whatever you want to call it, is worth almost a trillion dollars right now. And Meta PC is asking for $20 million to drop their trademark application for Meta. So I want to know from you guys, one, do you think it's a smart investment for Facebook slash Meta? Um, do you think Meta PC is being greedy? Um, wh- what do you think? And do you think they're going to get it? Do you think Facebook is willing to pay $20 million for this trademark? What do you guys think? Remember, Facebook, the, 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 the conglomerate, they're worth almost a trillion dollars. This company's asking for $20 million so that Facebook can, or Meta can keep the name. Is $20 million a reasonable amount? Since C39 said $20 million is not enough, that they should be asking for more. Margaret, what do you think? Um, what do you think? Does anybody think it's too much? Does anybody think they're being greedy? Do you think it's just enough? Should should Facebook, should Mark Zuckerberg make the purchase? I think Zuck's got it, and I think he should he should give them the $20 million. Um, Celeste said, I think they're willing to pay. They must have thought this name out. Actually, they I don't think they did, because there's quite a few companies out here named Meta. Um, Celeste said they can afford it. Margaret said, yes, they have the money. I don't think they're willing to pay. Okay, so Margaret doesn't think they're willing to pay. Everybody thinks they can afford it. Um, what do you What do you think uh, Mark Zuckerberg might do? Do you think they're going to try to pay less? Like, wh- what do you think might happen? Because Meta PC, they're like, we want twenty million, right? And you can't force them to give it up. You can't. And if they want to, you know, do all this stuff, especially they're kind of in the same field. I know Mark Zuckerberg don't want to change the business name again. Um, Sincere39 said Facebook will try to bully them. They might. They might. Um, pretty C23. Celeste said they already announced it, though, so they will pay. Okay, right. They did already announce it. They did this whole rollout of Meta, right? But I don't understand. I know Facebook has a legal department. I see the job postings. How did y'all not um, see this coming. How did you not prepare for this? Hello, pretty SC23. Margaret said, you know, rich folks don't like to pay, right? Rich folks don't like to pay for stuff they don't have to, but this is something you have to pay for, especially when you are, um, you know, uh, an entity that is as large and as ubiquitous as Facebook, right? You need to do your due diligence and sometimes you just got to pay for the thing, right? Um, but yeah, so Meta PC is, is requesting, um, $20 million for Facebook if they want the Meta trademark. I feel like Zuck's got it in his back pocket right now. I feel like his child's probably got it in her little purse. So run them the $20 million and go about your way. (laughs) But that's just me. Okay. Um, all right. Ooh, that was parched. Uh, since 39 said they don't care. They feel like they will get their way. Well, we will wait and see. Of course, I will update you if I hear anything or if you guys hear anything, please let me know. Um, 
I had one more story I wanted to talk to you guys about, but um, it's 8.45 and I actually have something to do uh, after this. But these were the stories that um, Margaret said, I think they'll be bullies. Okay, well, we're going to keep our eyes peeled to these internet streets, okay? Um, these were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. I want to thank everybody who popped in. Um, thank you to all the new viewers. Thank you to everybody for, you know, participating in the conversation. I love it when it gets this lively. Um, I will be back tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. with more stories. You're welcome, my dear. Uh, if you find anything that you want me to talk about, please, please, please send it, DM it to me, however you can get it. You know, I love when you send me stories. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, uh, yes. What else? Uh, make sure, um, if, look, if y'all are planning on selling things in this holiday season, make sure you are picking up the policies template, uh, guide that I have made for you guys. Policies every craft store owner needs. Um, it is, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. It's the first one at the top. Okay. You do not want to get get left holding the bag because your client, because you and your client didn't communicate what the rules were. All right. So this is where I leave you. Have a wonderful night. Take care of yourselves and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.